This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and it's time for Popit Popit Parliament where we bring you updates from the Day One Rakyat. First up, and uh, an update on the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, otherwise, of course, known as the CPTPP. Uh, according to Minister of International Trade and Industry, Datuk Sri Mohamed Azmin Ali, the ratification process has been completed and the agreement will take effect on the 29th of November this year. So he urged the government not to dissolve parliament so that the CPTPP would have more time to have an impact on the economy. He also said, by the way, that he was confident that Perikatan National would emerge as the government after GE15. Saya yakin kerajaan yang akan dibentuk selepas PRU yang ke-15 ini adalah kerajaan Perikatan Nasional. Jadi kita akan teruskan uh, usaha-usaha ini. Ya. Sebab itu, sebab itu saya minta supaya Usaha untuk membubarkan parlimen ini tidak dijalankan sekarang. Kita masih, kita masih... Steady anak jantan. Kita, kita, biarlah saya jawab dulu. Okay? Sebab oleh kerana kita lihat walaupun indikator ekonomi semakin baik, Tansi Speaker, tapi kita perlukan sedikit masa lagi supaya proses pemulihan ekonomi ini dapat benar-benar memberikan kesan yang positif kepada rakyat. Namun, sekiranya pilihan raya diadakan dan parlimen dibubarkan, saya percaya ini adalah perjanjian yang memberi manfaat kepada negara dan rakyat. Mana juga kerajaan yang dibentuk selepas ini, saya yakin kerajaan itu akan bertanggungjawab kepada rakyat dan negara. Dan inilah yang kita tegaskan bahawa perjanjian ini untuk satu tempoh yang panjang dapat menghadapi cabaran-cabaran ekonomi semasa. That was Minister of International Trade and Industry, Datuk Sri Muhammad Azmin Ali, um, speaking ostensibly about the CPTPP, but also saying with some measure of confidence that Perikatan National will emerge as the government um, following GE15. What do you make of that? What do you make of this confidence um, about PN heading into the next general election? Call double seven double three two nine hundred, voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, on to a question by Bagan MP Lim Guan Ng, who wanted to know whether the government plans to compensate victims of road accidents because of potholes and sinkholes without them having to go to court. This follows news from last week of a man who successfully won a claim against the Kajang Municipal Council for damages to his car because of a pothole. Minister of Works, Datuk Sri Fadila Yusof, first explained the reason for potholes and sinkholes and the plans that the ministry has to upgrade uh, the busted utility pipes that are causing them to appear. Cabaran kita sekarang ini ialah tak kiralah sama ada jalan persekutuan, jalan negeri atau jalan jalan PBT. Banyak pipe-pipe air ataupun utility yang berada di bawah jalan yang lama dulu. Jalan-jalan baru sekarang ini kita tak benarkan utility berada di bawah jalan. Di sebab itu kadang-kadang berlakunya sebab pipe yang lama menggunakan steel pipe berlaku karat dan sebagainya maka pipe akan gagal dan pecah menyebabkan jalan mendap. Ini yang berlaku sekarang ini. Dan sebab itu 
untuk jam persekutuan apa yang kami laksanakan kita dah minta untuk tahun depan peruntukan khusus supaya kita dapat mengalihkan utility uh, ataupun utility yang sedia ada digantikan dengan teknologi yang lebih baru supaya uh, daya tahan pipe-pipe tersebut adalah lebih baik tidak akan berlaku kerosakan disebabkan karat ataupun kegagalan permukaan tanah dan sebagainya uh, itu yang kita nak laksanakan dan bidang kuasa ini bergantung dengan uh, di mana jalan-jalan tersebut berlaku dan setiap negeri perlu melakukan perkara yang sama Uh, dan bagi kita kalau Cari berlaku nasib. kejadian yang apa Cari memang nasib. kita kena berondinglah macam-macam <laughs> yang berlaku di uh, kejadian uh, yang melibatkan kecederaan di dalam kawasan pembinaan memang kita cuba galakkan uh, developer ataupun kontraktor untuk membayar pampasan dan menguruskan uh, bayaran supaya tiada uh, pampasan yang perlu dituntut melalui mahkamah uh, tapi ini bergantung dengan Uh, tahap kesediaan di peringkat negeri PBT maupun di peringkat persekutuan terima kasih That was Minister of Works Datuk Sri Fadila Yusof who I believe also mentioned that contractors and developers would be roped in for compensation rather than just the government would let us know do you think that both the state and federal government as well as developers should be compensating victims of potholes and sinkholes call 7733-2900 voice note or whatsapp 018-789-8899 and tweet at bfm radio Next, a question by Beaufort MP Datuk Sri Aziza Muhammad Dun. She wanted to know what action Sabahans could take to better understand the ongoing legal tussles with the alleged Sulu Sultanate heirs Minister for Parliament and Law, Datuk Sri Wan Junaidi Tuanku Jaffa, urged all Malaysians not to spread misleading information that's coming from those who are seeking the 69.2 billion ringgit claim. Isu tuntutan pihak yang mendakwa waris kesusunan duduk dulu ke atas Malaysia merupakan isu nasional yang menjadi perhatian rakyat dan masyarakat antarabangsa. Dalam konteks ini tidak dinafikan tanggungjawab kerajaan memerintah untuk memastikan isu tuntutan ini ditangani dengan efektif dan efisien. Komitmen bagi kesedaran yang sama juga harusan dalam setiap rakyat di negara termasuk Sabah untuk memahami isu sebenar daripada sumber fakta yang tepat dan sahih. Dalam arti kata lain, rakyat Sabah juga mempunyai peranan untuk menapis dan menghalang penyebaran berita tidak tepat mengenai isu tuntutan oleh pihak yang mendakwa waris Kesultanan Sulu serta memastikan fokus memberi terhadap maklumat sah kepada sumber kerajaan yang diakui Kementerian Jabatan Berkepentingan. Tanggungjawab untuk menjaga kepentingan negara adalah tanggungjawab bersama. Kerajaan mengalu-alukan bantuan daripada masyarakat umum untuk mesentiasa mempertahankan kepentingan negara walaupun melalui media sosial. That was Minister for Parliament and Law, Datuk Sri Wan Junaidi Tuanku Jaffa. Now, as you would expect, Parliament Buba was a running theme in today's sitting, with opposition MPs making lots of comments about it being the last day for questions and debate before Parliament is dissolved. And hand-in-hand hand with that was also the issue of GE15 potentially taking place during floods. Kota Melaka MP Kupui Tiong circled back to a question he brought up a few days ago that went unanswered because the Speaker said it was too speculative. Here's that exchange. Tuan Speaker, uh, Isnin yang lepas saya ada tanya soalan kepada Timbalan Menteri tentang kalau diadakan pihak raya waktu banjir. Tapi Speaker kata tak perlu jawab sebab itu ialah spekulasi lah. Uh, tapi Speaker, dua hari yang lepas di Jasin, hujan lebat sudah banjir di Jasin. Eh? Di Perak juga sudah banjir. Jadi itu bukan spekulasi, itu memang kenyataan. Dan kita jangka banjir akan lebih 
teruk akan berlaku. Jadi soalan saya, ya, umum lah, soalan umum, bukan spekulasi. Saya nak tanya kepada Timbalan Menteri, adakah perbincangan dengan Suranjaya Pian Raya untuk menghadapi Pian Raya di waktu banjir ini? Adakah SOP-SOP telah dibincang dengan SPL? Adakah sesuai? Ya, Apakah pendapat SPL? Adakah sesuai untuk kita adakan Pian Raya waktu bencana banjir yang akan berlaku ini? Terima kasih, Tan Sri Speaker. Ini bukan spekulasi. Ini memang sudah berlaku. Terima kasih. Saya kata spekulasi bukan pasal banjir. Banjir bukan spekulasi. Pilihan raya tu yang spekulasi. Silakan, Jadi, Tan Sri Speaker, sahkan pilihan raya adalah spekulasi. Saya tak boleh sahkan. Kalau begitu, saya terima. Kerana benda tu tak ada lagi. No, so, sebab Tan Sri Speaker berkuasa. Boleh membuat keputusan. Kalau Tan Sri Speaker kata spekulasi, kita terima. Bila pula saya Parlimen buat? tidak boleh dibubarkan. Ya Mat, saya mana ada kuasa untuk menentukan pilihan raya atau tak pilihan raya? Mana undang-undang ni? Speaker pun boleh duduk lama sikit kalau terakhir election. Saya dah duduk terlampau lama dah. Alright, so that was Dewan Rakyat Speaker Tan Sri Azhar Harun bantering with some MPs over the possible dissolution of Parliament and um, yeah, I mean, I think we can just leave it at that. Looking now though at some of the press conferences that were held in Parliament today, let's start with Kasturi Pato, MP for Batukawan, who commended amendments to existing legislation to replace the mandatory death penalty with other sentences subject to the court's discretion. She did, however, call for further changes, including the abolition uh, of whipping and to continue the moratorium on executions for those currently on death row. The amendments will see discretion given to judges if they wish to use the death penalty or not on convicted persons, including whipping. However, the application of the amendment will be prospective and not retrospective which leaves room for discussion and debate on death row inmates who have served over 35 years on death row. My wish list upon the tabling of the amendment to abolish the mandatory death penalty is to review the punishment using the words imprisonment for natural life to a maximum of 30 years imprisonment and lower according to the discretion of judges and to abolish whipping as a form of corporal punishment. I also wish to see that the moratorium is still applied in spite of the abolition of the mandatory death penalty. Let us not forget that both the death penalty and corporal punishment, like whipping, were both used and left behind by our colonial masters, that they have gotten rid of in their countries, but what we hold on dearly to today. This must change and change fast. Today, we have over 1,300 men and women, Malaysians and foreigners who are on death row for various offences committed. With this progressive move, what will happen to them and their fate? What is crucial here is that Malaysia has broken ranks among ASEAN countries that still have the death penalty to now be amongst countries that have abolished the death penalty. Malaysia must now also fulfil its obligation to vote in support of a moratorium against the death penalty at United Nations as it had done before. You heard there Batukawan MP Kasturi Pato. And finally, a PC was held by the Public Accounts Committee about the increasing percentage of national revenue that's going towards servicing debt. And this is based on the tabling of the Auditor General's report for 2021. In attendance was Auditor General Datuk Sri Nik Azman Nik Abdul Majid, who warned that the government can't keep borrowing money to service debts. 
memang kalau kita lihat dari segi uh, angka-angka terdahulunya memang pinjaman ni memang selalu dibuat ya untuk membiayai terutamanya perbelanjaan pembangunan development expenditure to finance development expenditure cuma sekarang ni pada tahun ini dan tahun lepas juga berlaku COVID-19 di mana sebahagian pinjaman tu digunakan untuk membiayai aktiviti-aktiviti untuk menangani COVID-19 serta juga penjanaan kegiatan ekonomi untuk membantu syarikat-syarikat yang terjejas akibat daripada COVID-19. Ya. Itu kita faham, fahamilah. Cuma yang kita bimbangnya kenaikan hutang yang tinggi ini tidak boleh berterusan. Patutnya menjadi langkah jangka pendek sahaja dan mengambil tindakan pembetulan supaya perkara ini dapat dikawal, eh, peningkatan hutang ini dapat dikawal supaya dia lebih manageable, lah, senang diurus. Ya. Sebab akibat daripada peningkatan hutang tersebut, bayaran faedah kerana hutang negara juga bertambah. Setiap seringgit hasil, 16 sen digunakan untuk membayar faedah. Ini faedah baru. Ya. Sedangkan separuh daripada hutang baru digunakan untuk bayar hutang lama. Ini keadaan yang yang uh, tidak boleh di, dibiarkan berterusan yang itu maksudnya walaupun kita faham bahawa ini hanya patutnya langkah sementara jadi tugas kita sebagai auditor adalah untuk memberi penekanan kepada perkara tersebut That was Auditor General Datuk Sri Nik Azman Nik Abdul Majid highlighting that for every one ringgit of revenue earned, 16 sen goes to serving loan interest payments. Um, so weigh in on this. What sort of cost-cutting measures would you like to see in Budget 2023 to manage national debt? Again, those numbers, uh, you can call 7733-2900, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet at BFM Radio. Some of the other topics that we covered today included Perikatan National confidence going into GE15 uh, with them seeming sure that they will emerge as the government after that um, as well as whether state federal, state and federal governments as well as developers should be giving direct compensation to victims of potholes. An interesting extension of our conversation yesterday about the state of Malaysian roads. Again, You can call 7733-2900, send a voice note to 018-789-8899 and tweet at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.